This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Hour brought to you by Senior Grubbies in downtown Carlsbad and Oceanside. Check out their daily happy hour from 3 to 6. Hashtag eat grubbies and eat grubbies.com. Uh, easy win for the Aztecs basketball team last night in their exhibition game against San Diego Christian, although they were down 4 to 2 early on at the first media timeout. I was sweating it a little bit. After that, they outscored San Diego Christian 100 to 50. Oh. But they were down 4 to 2. So they did win our 98 to 50. I think it was 102 52. The final score, very balanced scoring. I was watching the uh, the video, the highlights that uh, Steve Smith shot last night for us, and uh, like Matt Bradley did not have a good first half last year. Matt Bradley, you know, isn't shooting well. All, the Aztecs are in trouble in those games. They didn't have a lot of other options. Now they can have a couple of guys who are not shooting well. They have plenty of other options to score with the newcomers, uh, the Jaden Ladee. Looks really good. Um, the freshman, Elijah Saunders, was impre- impressive yesterday. Um, Darian Trammell, who's the, the guard, the transfer from Seattle University, he's a scorer. And they have so much experience coming back. Four starters, Keyshot Johnson, Lamont Butler, Bradley, Nathan Mensa Coming off the bench, Adam Seiko and Agueca Rope, they still have back as well. This Brian Dutcher truly has a wealth of of riches here for a college basketball coach like not just talented raw players but guys who know what they're doing which is so rare when it's college basketball and you got freshmen coming in and they don't know the offense yet and you can't even play him for a season because they don't know he has more than enough guys that know exactly what they need to be doing i think they'll have a really great chance at getting off to a good start this year even with the tough schedule that they're playing, the Maui Invitational games against Stanford, St. Mary's, BYU, early on they could they could like shoot up the rankings from number nineteen because they're going to have I think some impressive wins on their resume early based on how ready they look here at the start of the season. All right, so give me your your baseline for that team. Tournament got to have the tournament. Uh, absolutely, got to make the tournament. You're in the tournament. You got to win. I mean, second weekend of the tournament is. I think anything less than that, I'm feeling kind of disappointed. Uh, obviously, even I'd look, before one regular season game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta I mean, make the Sweet 16. I mean, they're ranked 19th right now, so just outside the Sweet 16. But I feel like they could be a little bit better than that okay. for sure. Uh, that's just that's my call right now. High and, expectations, you know. Yeah, you know. He, he, unexpected things happen, injuries, whatever, and and you got to adjust your expectations. We well, you just talked about all the depth, so. But yeah, they know they can weather some injuries. Yeah, they they have plenty of guys that that should. I mean, Mountain West title, definitely they're the favorites. Um, you know, I I think they should be looking for a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. Damn. If you do that, okay, then you're uh, then you should make it to the second weekend and. Who knows? They've never gotten past the Sweet 16 as a program. I would love to see them take that next step. No doubt. Elite Eight. I mean, can you imagine San Diego State playing to get into the Final Four? It's certainly not out of – I mean, you look at the teams occasionally that get in there, Loyola and 
Butler, and I mean, there's no reason San Diego State can't be a Final Four yeah, team. Yeah, it, it's the opposite. It's not of, college football. It's, yeah, I was just yeah. going to say it's the opposite of football, where you're like, all right, well, does it really matter what we do? Right? Let's go win that Mountain West title and and you know get now, a, get a. Decent I think later game. in the season, some other teams will start to catch up as they they get more experienced, and and that advantage will be diminished some. But you figure, you know, the Aztecs should get better as they go on, like every team as well. I'm very excited for this college basketball season. Monday. First game Monday. Yeah, Cal State Fullerton. And while that sounds like a nothing game, they made the tournament last year. They're a good team. So don't dismiss it when San Diego State wins by, you know, 20-something. That's a really good win if, if they do that. And that, that just gets them started. So that was uh, my quick take on Aztecs basketball from last night at Viejas Arena. We'll let uh, Pauly take care of the rest of this segment. Time for the Rondo Report. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tune into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. All right. All right. Wait until I go off on my Eggs Benedict tangent. I can't wait. For really during my breakfast. We, we need to get this on the Ted calendar. Why are we doing this? I don't know. I want it soon. People are already sending thoughts. you a suggestion, Paul, and it's making me insane, which I'm sure is their goal. Kyle from Vista says, uh, Paul, please use your Ben talk to S on the Beatles for nine minutes. Uh, that's and actually then Kyle, easy. he also says, why Taylor Swift has already done more for music than the Beatles ever did at TED Talk. I will, I will, I will, I will lose my mind. My hair will fall out. First artist in the history of music to have the entire top 10 of the top 100 billboard charts. Just kind of goes to show you where music is these days. She's a pioneer. She's not. But not been, everybody been, can come up with lyrics like, you say goodbye, I say hello. I mean, that's riveting content for sure, but... A pioneer is somebody that does something first. She's not first. She is the first in a lot. The first artist to do this. First female artist to achieve this. This is Swifty. Polly's a Swifty. Our producer is a Swifty. You know those pancake sandwiches in McDonald's <laughs> in the morning? <laughs> Definitely McGriddles? have thoughts. McGriddles. Oh, McGriddles. Yeah. I've only had Got thoughts once. on those as well. Really? Yeah, once. There's definitely two or three minutes just on, on McGriddles, McGriddles. All right. for you as well. See if McDonald's will sponsor Maybe this. Maybe we replay Adam Jones and head down the street real quick <laughs> and get some McGriddles. Grab a McGriddle. All right. Uh, we will get into some college football. I got uh, story 1A and 1B here. 1A, uh, Herm Edwards returning to ESPN, the former ESPN analyst turned Arizona State head coach and now former Arizona State head coach returning to ESPN to cover the NFL and college football. He's back. Uh, Sometimes I feel like it's too easy for them to go back and forth. I agree. If you leave ESPN to take a college coaching job, you shouldn't be allowed to go back at the end. It's like that's your punishment. You failed of, at college football. You don't get the soft landing of just going right back to it's TV. It's so nice like, for them. What a like, young, hey, if I quit, I'm right back to ESPN. What a young, talented broadcasters yes. at ESPN that have been grinding their whole career. Yeah, passed up, Herm. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, and then elsewhere in college, 
football. The first college football playoff rankings came out yesterday. Tennessee at the top. They are in the number one spot, followed by Ohio State, Georgia at number three, and Clemson at number four. Alabama out. Wow. Well, Alabama has a loss. They have a loss. I don't know. In yeah. fact, people to are Tennessee. more mad it just about feels the weird. fact It does that feel weird. Alabama is number six, but TCU, who is undefeated, is number seven. Michigan, 8-0. They're number it's, five. It's, they're all undefeated. One, two, three, four, five. And then there's one loss, Alabama. And then TCU just gets the shaft. <laughs> You're undefeated, too, but we're putting Alabama ahead of you. Strength of schedule. They've got a decent strength of schedule. Schedule. Um, Tennessee plays Georgia this week in Athens, so we'll have a quick readjustment probably one way or the other to those college football no question. playoff rankings next week. Either... Tennessee gets replaced by Georgia at number one, or Tennessee solidifies their number one ranking, and Georgia drops out of the top four, because that is a huge game. Massive game. This weekend. Hey, if Tennessee beats Alabama and then beats Georgia, there's really no arguments. No. He's a clear-cut favorite. Josh Heupel. Been super casual college football fan this year. Honestly, took me by surprise when I even realized Tennessee was the number one team. Yeah, it's country. about time to gear it up. I feel the same way. Now, the AP, AP poll still has Georgia at number one, but that's a little inertia from winning the title last year as well. Tennessee has the more impressive wins. They beat Alabama. Yeah, it's huge. Big. Elsewhere, uh, switch gears. One of those funny, just odd stories that I like. You know, every year we have uh, Bobby Bonilla Day yes. on July 1st, I believe it is. Um, when he gets another million or so from the Mets. He gets a million dollars every year. So I didn't know uh, former NBA player Chris Bosh also had a very similar deal, but not <laughs> a lot more money than Bobby Bonilla getting one million a year. Uh, Chris Bosh, who hasn't played since the 2015 and 16 season, he signed a huge contract with Miami, and he was getting—he's got uh, deferred payments for his career. His last one was issued yesterday, and he was getting—not every year like Bobby Bonilla, he was getting twice a month. So every other every other week, just like we get paid. Four hundred and thirty-four thousand three hundred and ninety-three dollars twice a month since November fifteenth, twenty seventeen. He got a hundred and twenty installments of four hundred and thirty-four dollars, thousand dollars in change. That's not bad. It's a, it's a nice little fallback to know that that paycheck's coming in, that passive, and you're not even doing passive anything. income. Yeah. man, that's the that's the dream. It is passive. The going to the mailbox and going oh, yeah, another check four hundred thirty-four thousand three hundred ninety-three dollars every two weeks. So times one hundred and twenty installments was fifty-two million one hundred twenty-seven thousand one hundred sixty dollars in deferred money total. Not I, a bad I way would, to do it. I would one thousand million percent do a deferred money deal. I really would. I would. I would like to know that there's some security. So the Mets paid Bobby Bonilla one point one nine million every year. Again, this is like every other Friday payday for Chris Bosh. Almost five hundred thousand dollars. Really that's smart. That's good. That's good. Smart. Would you business. trust your employer though to be around for that deferred deal to keep paying you, or one day? I mean, they're out of business. See, you trust the Miami Heat to it's true. still exist in 10 years. <laughs> what are you saying about Odyssey? I'm not saying anything. I'm just, you know, we've already worked at one radio station that just completely disappeared out from Literally us. just out, for, went to brunch. Would you, like to have, the would you like to have some big deferred money from uh, from that station still coming your way? 
I mean, I would like <laughs> to think that there was still money coming my way, but you're never going to see it. Gonna see it. Never going to see it. It's hmm, a good point. Bird in the hand. Yeah, it was worth what? Two in the bush. Bush, 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 bush. <laughs> Many bushes. Lots of bush. Hmm. Chris Bush. Bosh. Bosh. Not Bush. Bosh, 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 A bird Bosh, in the Bosh. hand is worth two in the Bosh. New Bosh or old Bosh? <laughs> ben, do you prefer new Bosh or old Bosh? Does he prefer new Bosh or old well, Bosh? Old Bosh has been collecting a lot of money. So. Yeah. New Bosh made quite a bit of new money, New Bosh, too. though, was always the third wheel with Dwayne Wade and LeBron isn't in that, Miami. But isn't that great? Hey, here's a buttload, a buttload of money now. You're also going to get a really pretty decent amount of money later. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Good business. Finally, I got a little bit of uh, news you can use. And you can use this uh, in particular if you're flying anywhere this week. But even if you're not, could still help you out here. Tomorrow is National Sandwich Day. Oh, yes. We just call it Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, right? Monday or Sunday, God. Saturday. Love sandwiches. So Love sandwiches. If you, you guys like aware, sandwiches out there? Go get yourself a sandwich tomorrow. But if you happen to be flying, Subway is giving away sandwiches for people who get stuck on a middle seat <gasps> because they are getting sandwiched in between the aisle and oh, the window clever. seats. Clever. I'm, I, I, it's been a minute since I've had some Subway. But, yeah, it's been a long time. But... I like the McDonald's of sandwich, like just quick, yeah. easy, kind of just forget about it. I read an bit. article about that their bread was made of like foam, like it had like foam in it. I'm like, I'm good. I'm I already put it up. You know terrible. that smell. Didn't someone sue them that their tuna didn't contain any fish? Correct. <laughs> yeah, there was something very dicey. But they couple, lost that. Couple dicey stories came yeah. out. Plus the whole Jared thing. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I can like. I already can smell it right I now. I can like smell it too. I've had it in a pinch. All that bread, it, it all smells Foam. the same. They Worth have like it for, to types. have to sit in the middle seat, though. So I just had to sit in the middle seat. Mm-hmm. My wife booked the travel, and I booked me in the middle seat. I was in No free hell. sandwich. <laughs> no free sandwich. So I just saw this story last week. It relates to Paulie's story. That I think it was a Virgin Atlantic. They are doing a middle seat lottery. So if you sit in a middle seat, you get like, they're going to give away... I don't know what it is, like $500,000 this year, and you have to be sitting in the middle seat to be eligible to win. That's genius. So, yeah, you're in the middle seat, but if you get an aisle or you got a window... You're not eligible to win, but you sit. Paulie just pulled up a picture of us going going to spring training. Our very first spring training trip. (laughs) I'm in the middle. middle. Yeah. I'm in the middle. You'd be eligible for the lottery, then. Ben reading the newspaper on the plane (laughs) like he's 150 years old, reading probably, let's be honest, a Chargers report card (laughs) on our way to Peoria. So... Hate reading a Chargers report card. It's a good way to pass the time away on an airplane. That's amazing. Well, if you happen to be flying uh, this week and you do get stuck in the middle seat, you can. They're giving away ten thousand dollars footlongs from Subway. You got to just go to subwaysandwichseat.com. They'll be accepting entries uh, this weekend, and we'll randomly choose ten thousand winners. Uh, You got to take a photo of yourself sitting in the middle seat. 
on Thursday, so for National Sandwich Day. And then So you need a newspaper won't... to show the dates <laughs> of when you're actually sitting in that middle Obviously seat. Obviously, you won't get a, a sandwich on the plane or anything, but they will email you a digital gift card for $12, okay. which should get you anything at Subway. Yeah. I, I really don't want Subway handing out like a bunch of tuna subs on the plane anyway. Can you imagine? <laughs> Hi, I've got one more hot roast beef sandwich for you guys. It's like, I just want to get off this plane out of this middle seat. And if you're not flying this weekend or in particular, particular for tomorrow for National Sandwich Day. Subway is still hooking you up. Starting uh, today, actually, they're doing a buy one, get one free deal on all footlong subs. Just got to use the promo code F-L-B-O-G-O. Footlong, buy one, get one. F-L-B-O-G-O. Flabogo. Airport code for Flabogo. Flabogo. All right. Footlong subs. Perfect. Thank you, Polly. You're welcome. Uh, speaking of sandwiches, you can get one at Snapdragon Stadium, like the that Cali Barbecue pulled pork one they sell at uh, Snapdragon. All you have to do is win some tickets here to this Saturday's San Diego State football game. we got a four-pack of tickets to give away. The Aztecs taken on UNLV. Tickets are on sale now at GoAztecs.com. If you haven't checked out Snapdragon Stadium, I do. you definitely need to get out there. I mean, and by the way, the Aztecs played a much more entertaining form of football last week than they had the first few weeks as well. Uh, fourth caller right now at 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973. Going to win those tickets uh, from Ben and Woods. And good luck. Uh, we'll be right back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Congratulations to Mark, won those Aztecs tickets for Saturday's game against UNLV. We're going to have uh, more to give away tomorrow, and Polly says some Aztecs hoops tickets later in the week as well. So stay tuned for your chance to win some tickets to head on up to the Mesa. Uh, and don't forget, you can tune in to kickoff with Boomer and Valenti Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. It's Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti discussing the biggest NFL news, previewing the most important games of the week right here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, most important game tonight, Woodsy? Game four of the World Series. I cannot wait for Game Four of the World Series. You I got would be, Aaron Nola um, and you got Christian Javier. Yeah. I'd be pretty. I, I'm still, if I'm an Astros fan, which I'm not, I'd still be fairly confident. Sure, my yeah. team's good. Two ones, okay. They're not gonna. I mean, they're not gonna roll over. But I'd be very nervous as well because you know, if the Phillies jump out again quickly, you got those fans going again kind of a snowball you know it snowballed a little bit yesterday you don't want that you know that ball just to keep rolling right on down the hill because if they lose tomorrow if you know nola can be very good and he shoves and you don't score a lot and you end up going down three to one well then you're you're in serious serious jeopardy at that point so you know not the must win game but we went through it with the padres as well you don't want to fall behind three one because the odds of coming back from down 3-1 are 
really low. What was it, 14 to 86 or whatever the uh, the stat that we had to come up with when the Padres went down 3-1 to to the Phillies. It's just not the spot to be in. So, yeah, some nervous uh, times tonight for the Houston Astros. It's going to be interesting to see their approach uh, tonight against NOLA. He, they came out last night, guns blazing, the Astros did. They were ready to attack Ranger Suarez, and he kept them on their heels. You know, Nice play by Castellanos, the first, I think it was the first pitch of the game. Altuve kind of flares one out to right field. Looks like it's going to drop for an easy single, and here we go. Astros are about to roll. Uh, Castellanos makes a great play. Next thing you know, a couple of weak ground outs, and you're out of the inning after five or six pitches for Ranger Suarez, and that just deflates you. So it's going to be interesting. Aaron Nola, obviously, it goes without saying, biggest start of his entire life. Wasn't particularly great uh, in the first start, but stayed in there. Man, stayed in there, gave his team a chance to come back, and it was a pretty gutsy performance. I know we use that term a lot, but it was, man. You could have wilted right then. Uh, and it he's he's got you know he's got some things to work on obviously and hopefully he learned from his mistakes but um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Astros do and, and it's a different ball game pitching at Minute Maid Park versus pitching in front of those fans Absolutely. at Citizens Bank Park it's not football but it's felt like this postseason maybe more than most baseball postseasons I feel that way too that the home field advantage has been more significant Padres certainly had it when they were at Petco Park it felt like. The Phillies seem to have it very strongly in their ballpark. I ca- I have to imagine that's going to give Nola a bit of a lift tonight. And if he you know figures out what he did right in sticking around in that first start and can avoid the the bad beginning, he should have his team right in it. So I, you know, I, this is a dangerous spot for the Houston Astros to be in in this one. I mean, they've been here so many times. Like they have so much experience. They're the moment never gets too big for those guys. Uh, rookies are, are performing well for that team. I mean, they they are really a complete team, so they're not out of it by any stretch. But, man, sometimes you run into that team, that team that just refuses to lose. You know, they get down early in game one. They come battling right back. They've got the slug, Ben. They've, they're playing all these perceived weaknesses of the Phillies going into it. Oh, their bullpen's terrible, so everyone will roll right through them. Uh, they can't play defense. They're one of the worst defensive teams out there. They're playing lights-out defense, so... It just goes to show you, man. It's going to be my mantra. You thought you thought go one and zero today was a bad mantra, Ben. You thought it drove you crazy. Wait till next year for 162 games. Just get to the dance. Just get to the dance. Get to the dance. Get to the dance. Seeing the what dance. the Phillies are doing kind of makes me go back and and appreciate a little bit more what what you Darvish did against them. I yes. mean, it wasn't perfect, but certainly held them in check better than most teams have. Uh, Blake Snell had that one really unlucky inning, but you know he was really good it may, against it the does. Phillies outside of that that as well. Watching this team, the Phillies play the last you know week or so, uh, it made me even more proud of what the Padres were able to accomplish this season. And and again, you know, not backing into anything and then having to run through a couple of really really star studded talented teams, and then you run into Philly. It's why like for me. If I'm going to lose, make sure the team wins the World Series that beats me. Like, hey, man, we lost to the the team that won the World Series last year. Um, you know, we were a couple of wins away from getting there ourselves or whatever. Uh, I'm, it just makes me even more proud of what they were able to accomplish this year. I agree with that, and and I get that some Padres fans are no moral victories cheering man. against the Phillies. It. But for me, I think it's a fairly obvious choice who you want to pull for in this series. Um, it's just, to me, the Phillies have been the fun team. Who are you more like? 
Who yeah. do you more align with? I, I How about a fellow six seed? Yeah, I mean, or from the National League, yeah. you know, went through the Wild same road team. you did. Wildcard team, yeah. yeah. Went through the same road that you kind of did to get there. Um, I love it, man. For me, I, I don't. Slaying, you know, slaying the mighty teams in front of them, that's exactly what we did to get there. I don't really care who wins the World Series. I just know that Houston winning would infuriate one particular fan base. Oh, sure. But, I mean, they should. They won 111 regular season games in one playoff game, Paulie. They should be infuriated anyway. Well, and, anything I can do to help. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you should frame a newspaper. That'll get them. Yeah, well. Nothing's Houston triggered wins. them more. All right, we'll come back. Uh, Adam Jones joined us earlier. He had some thoughts on last night's Game 3, the tipping of the pitches, some uh, really good insight, as we always get from AJ, talking some World Series and more. Have that for you coming up next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number 1 sports station, 97.3 The Fam. Listen to 97.3 On The Demand whenever you want. Download and subscribe to the Ben Woods, John Cantera, Gwen and Chris podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Got game four of the World Series tonight. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Should be a fun day tomorrow, Woods. What's Why's tomorrow? Why is that? What's tomorrow? Oh, it's your birthday. Tomorrow's the big birthday. guy. Look at that. The sun's coming out and everything. The big 4-7 tomorrow. Wow. Welcome to the 4-7 club. club. I'm always just behind you a little bit. Just I'm feeling good right now. Yeah, all right. We'll see about tomorrow. Maybe I'll feel old. <laughs> you will. And gray Trust tomorrow. Me. Trust me. All right, uh, Adam Jones. Uh, we talked with him earlier, as we do each and every Wednesday. Some great insight on the World Series, pitch tipping, and more. We're going to bring that back to you right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. What is a deputy, by the way? Are I was going to let it slide the first we, 800 times I heard it. Have we been saying it wrong? I thought but it was I've, deputy. 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 But they all say deputy. Deputy. Sheriff's saying deputy. Yeah. I say deputy. 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 All right, let's go out to, uh, he's the sheriff. He is the sheriff. In this relationship. <laughs> Adam Jones is with us on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Hotline. Now, uh, uh, are you in Philadelphia? Where are you uh, right now, AJ? I am still in Baltimore. Still in Baltimore, which is near Philly, right? Yeah, I've been here for a while. Yeah, I've been here for a while. And America, I got to go. I got to go. I need to get out. I'm going to Spain tonight. I got to go. Back to Europe. Adios. Back to Europe we go. go. Yeah, I got to go. Why are you? I need some paella and some patatas bravas. I need, I need, I need, yeah. 
Why are you so fresh? Anti- fresh ingredients. Why are you so anti being in the media? I saw you yesterday vehemently denying that you are now, in fact, a part of media. You're in the media. Well, I'm not. I'm, I mean, I, I speak to the media. No, no, I'm you're not, media. I'm, I'm, you have a podcast. Do you have a podcast? That's not media. Do you I'm have a just, regular over there jibber jabbing? Do you I'm have a regular hit on a radio station? You're you're new media. <laughs> just, I'm, Welcome I'm, to the media. I'm giving. I'm just jibber jabbing. I'm giving you guys some. I'm just giving you guys some uh, jibber jabber. You're going to be loving Bruce Springsteen before you know yeah, 100%, it. hundred percent. No doubt. Marriott no doubt. points. It's yep. all going to, that's yep. your whole life. You're now a media member, AJ. Sorry. Just insecure. Let you know. Yeah. Just don't know who your friends are. <laughs> Holding that's grudges great. for Holding 30 grudges years for, against yeah. guys in sports. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I hope, well, I hope I can get a vote for certain uh, Hall of Fames and stuff, and then I'll be like, I'm media. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's kind of like when you know you made yeah. it. We don't have those either. No, though, we don't so. have them either. All right. I want to start, uh, start out talking about pitch tipping. And what you yeah. saw last night, because obviously it was the yeah. big discussion, the the whispers from Bryce Harper, Harper to Alec Bohm, what he might have seen, right. what he might have said. And then we saw a million videos of Lance McCullers Jr. Is his leg kick? Is it something that he's given away or not? What was your take on everything from game three last night? Well, I mean, if, if first off, pitcher's tip, if you got to find it. Um, but it, it's ultimately is just patterns, really, because – what they said it was a stat. He threw one fastball to a left-handed hitter in like the in like the last, I guess, twenty at bats against a left-handed hitter. Yep, that's insane. Especially McCullers, who has a two-seamer that runs across the board. Um, but like Harper sat on the first pitch, and Smoltz called it. He said, "If he changes the slider first pitch, it's going to be a loud noise." Bam! And it's like you know, look at he does. He throws more fastballs to righties. Um, I don't know what he told him, but I could have been like, look at. Get, hit the fastball, leave the slider alone. If it starts in swing, because you know that's the only pitch that's really going to be a strike. Um, but again, pitchers do tip all the time. It's just a matter of how good and how much you pay attention. And you know, in the World Series, especially when you get into the playoffs, um, everything is magnified, and they're paying attention a lot more on the videos and them iPads, and they're looking at every single thing. And I'm sure McCullers is going to go back and say, look at, and look over everything, and say. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't, but something got to change. And but he summed it up the best. He said he got he got torn up. Yeah, I mean, got butt whooped. He said at the at the end of the yeah at the end of the day, what are you gonna what are you gonna say? Because he did, and it was loud in that place. Ooh, it was loud. It looked awesome. I uh, they there was a little thing I saw on Twitter last night. Eddie or uh, not Eddie Ortega, uh, Eduardo Perez talking about when he used to face Randy Johnson, and he said, just so you guys know. Randy Johnson tipped his pitches his entire career. This is, was his fastball was his glove was straight up. When he threw his slider, his glove was wide open. Everybody knew it. Didn't matter. It was Randy Johnson. You still couldn't still hit, hit it. it. You saw, oh, right. here comes the heater. <laughs> He'd blow mm-hmm. 99 past you. So tipping isn't all what it's cracked up to be. Is that what I'm being led to believe, Adam, that just because a pitcher no, hell tipping, no. right? Hell no, 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 no. If you can get any sort of advantage, because this is, again, this is on one of the very, very few sports that really matter. I mean, cricket and all the other sports that have the defense with the ball. So in basketball, the offense always knows what to do. In football, the receiver always knows routes run. In baseball, the hitter has no idea what's coming. If he can get any sort of, a glitch, a twist, a, a advantage. Hell yeah, it helps out. Any sort of it. Now again, I've sat on slider because I knew it was coming sometimes, and some bitch bounced twenty feet in front of the plate, and I swung at it because <laughs> I was sitting on it. Or you know what I mean? 
So, it, but you have hitters like Harper who can center cut it and be like, okay, let me get something up. And, you know, I mean, these hitters are just so, so talented. But if you get any sort of advantage, oh, my goodness, it, it goes a mile because, like, you don't know what's coming. You can have an idea. You can know it's 3-1. Oh, I should get a fastball. But in today's climate, it's a 90% chance you're not. So, but if you can know that, like, look, I'm going to get it. If you see hitters, you watch a lot of games. Manny swings at a lot of 3-1 sliders and be launching them because he knows he's not going to get a 3-1 heater. You know what I mean? Yep. He can sit, he can, he can, like, look, I know I'm not going to get a 3-1. Even if it's 99, they're not going to throw it. So let me just get a slider and mash it. So it's like it, it, the game has changed, but if you can get any sort of edge, man. Can that edge sometimes just be psychological as well? I mean, can the whispering, you know, get into the get into the head of Lance McCullers and now they start overthinking things a little bit and worrying about it? Can that have an effect on the game? Oh, big time. And especially in crunch time, it's the World Series. There's nothing more. So – I'm sure he's uh, probably in his hotel room right now going over all his his wind-ups like, man, was I doing this? Was I doing that? Because, you know, he, he got hit around, especially how he's been throwing the ball really, really well. So, um, yeah, I'm sure he's going back to the drawing board, and the Phillies are have, have to move on and worry about um, Christian Javier tonight. Talking to our pal Adam Jones here on Ben and Woods this morning. It has been I, – I picked the Phillies early uh, because I, I love how they're put together – the Astros, man, I they're great, and I'm not counting them out by any stretch, man. Where do you stand right now? I think I saw the stat. If you win game three, you got a 69% chance of winning the World Series, which, hey, that's pretty good, but that ain't 100. So you still got to go out and get the outs and, and play the games. But this momentum thing, is it feels pretty real with Philly right now. Well, that's a good percentage number to start off with. Absolutely. Um, it's fantastic. So, <laughs> Very nice. So, but uh, – <laughs> But um, no, nah, I mean, I'm telling you, I was in Philly for the, that series, and they when they got Game One in both series, I mean San Diego, and I was like, damn, it's gonna be this. This is different, you know what I mean? And yep. people explain it to me, and you know, I've been to Philly, but I haven't been to Philly in this environment. And again, it's the, it's different. And you think like you think opposing fans like hate you, like. They hate you. Like they want you dead there. Like they're not. They don't. Mess yeah, around because yet. like, and I get like Boston, New York. I get their fans. Like they're hate you. But there's a lot of transplants that have moved to those cities now that have adapted Boston and you know because they went to college there, met a girl. You know what I mean? You know, in these cities, sure. so they've adapted. Philly's not getting all that kind of uh, love. They, they, there's a few great schools there, but the people leave. So the Philly people are like they hate you, and they let it known like. Every single player, they booed Dusty Baker so loud, man. I was, I was, I was sad about that. That's Dusty Baker, man. That, that's Dusty. They give no f's about who you are. You're the visiting. You're the enemy. I don't care who you are. And I think that uh, it, may, it might not. If they win tonight, it ain't making it back to Houston. I don't care if Verlander on the mound or not. You can throw Verlander and you can call Garrett Cole back. It ain't gonna work. Adam, what's going on for the rest of baseball? The 28 teams that didn't make the World Series, theirs that are heading into the offseason, what would you do yep. at, at this point oh, in the like year? That. Is it is it shut down for a while? Is it is it business <laughs> stuff? How how do you spend those first couple of weeks after your season's over and done for? Have you seen my have you seen the different locations that I've called you from? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what you do. Travel that, season. Exactly. It's like it's like the whole thing is like, you know, hey, well, they're in Cancun. Well, they're in Cancun, and that's the, obviously the easy place to go to. But it's true, vacation. You go. You once you lose, you out of it. And depending on the team, 
there's some times where July, it was like, hey, look at like, let's plan the most epic trip. Since we got a couple months, we can get a better deal. Opposed to last planning minute. a trip with last minute because you're mad, but you're still going. You know what I mean? There's two different, there's two different <laughs> aspects. So like the Africa trip that we planned, yeah, we planned it ahead of time. Because we knew uh, we are going to get our butts kicked. <laughs> but but we go to the Caribbean or something. Uh, you know what? Let's go tonight. How long, Let's get it out. Let's just go. How long after the season for you and, and guys you knew mm-hmm. and guys you worked out with? Yeah. When was that first time you're like, i got to get my ass out to the garage, grab my mitt, get out, have a, you know, start throwing a little bit, lifting weights, right. all that stuff. What, what was kind of your order? Was it get in shape, then hit, then throw? How did it go? Yeah, my timeline was was always pretty much the same. And it was, you know, I, obviously, if I'm playing in October, I'm playing. But um, really, I gave myself to after Thanksgiving. Uh, I mean, that was my favorite holiday. I just wanted to, that was just wanted to be just fat on that day and be like, look, it, I'm disgusting. Look at myself. It's time to go. And then I just I would hit the gym hard all December and January and slowly pick up in January um, my throwing program and my hitting program because – I had the cachet of going to spring training and not going on no road games. And so I had so much time to work on my swing, get my arm back in shape, get my legs in more shape, do more running. But the off season part for me personally, I worked on my body and my legs um, in San Diego and, and uh, with the, actually with San Diego state a lot. And then when I transferred that to spring training, I was able to get more and more reps of uh, throwing and hitting because I built up the strength and then I would, you know, maintain throughout the year. And, you know, it worked out for me because I was out there playing center all them years and didn't uh, avoided that DL. What about guys who are free agents? How much does that kind of mess with things? Knowing, yeah, do you talk to your agent like every day and, and what's that process like? And did you, how many times did you really go through that in your career? I was only a free agent once and it was like the worst time to be a free agent for me. Like, damn, 33 coming off. I played 150 games and hit 280. People are like, yeah, you got a lot of tread on them tires. I'm like, well, yeah, because you said play every day. But, you know, damn, they say play every day and I did it. And they're like, well, you play not too like much. that, though. <laughs> that don't make no damn sense. Um, but no, I think I think these guys are creature of habits. Um, obviously, they, they may cut certain things short because, you know, they don't know where. They, they're going to be so they might uh, you know maybe micromanage a little things but I think that guys are still going to go on vacations and, and get some downtime away I mean with, with technology you're always a phone call away from your agent um, at this point in time there's not really much movement going on because uh, they just have to, everybody's just waiting for the conclusion of the World Series so I think you know two weeks from now you'll have you'll hear a lot of chatter through the baseball channels of what's going on but I think guys are taking time away from the game mentally especially you know, if they know that they're really not going to return to a place, they maybe just be taking some mental time to just get away and understand that change might be coming to them. And, um, you know, just trying to just free their mind, but at the same time, keep themselves uh, involved and mentally prepared for what, what could happen. You know, Manny said something interesting um, a couple of weeks ago because it was him and Bryce Harper and they both signed at the same time as free agents, but it was really late, like spring training was already underway mm-hmm. when both of those guys signed. And Manny said that's not really good for the game. He knew it wasn't good for him no. to, to go through that whole offseason not knowing where he was going to be. But he said, I don't think it's good for baseball either that we're sitting here waiting until late February, you know, early March to sign the big-time free agents. Do you see that changing at all, though, or is that just the new reality of, of big-time free agency? Well, I don't think big-time free agents free agents should sit long because, like, it, it, like – 
there's only a few amount of people that can afford you. So like come out the woodworks and just say, look, you have interest or you don't like make it simple. You know, like Trey Turner this offseason, only a few amount of teams can afford them. And the teams that have been whispers, obviously, are, you got Phillies, the Cardinals, the Dodgers that can afford them. The Yankees, the, uh, the, the Red Sox, maybe the Cubs. Everybody else is out the market for them. So I just think that, like, it's, it, it's, it's pretty simple to me. Like, there's only a few amount of teams that can do it. So either do it or don't do it because we know your interest is there. Now I get that the, you know, the later guys, the, you know, 33-year-olds, 34-year-old pitchers or outfielders, infielders, whatever, they might take a little bit of time because restructuring your roster, the Rule 5 draft, certain things like that. But, you know, when you're paying someone, you know, one to five million, you might have decisions to be made for other rosters. But when you're paying somebody 15, 20, 30, like that's pretty clear cut to me. Like you either want him or you don't. So when those guys sat and I get it, New TV money, all these kind of deals. Like, you got to understand where owners ain't stupid. They make moves when it's about money and the money's moving. So, you know, I, I, I like when three guys are gone so that they can go get themselves acclimated and comfortable and they can see, and the teams can build pieces around them early opposed to late. We are, uh, we're out of time, Adam. Uh, we just want to say once again, appreciate all the time you spent with us. Safe travels back to Europe and uh, let, please let us know next time you're back in town. We'd love to see you again. It was so fun to catch up with you at Petco. We'll do, brother. Thanks, Adam Always. Jones. Right Thanks, there AJ. on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Adam was so great. All season long. Phenomenal. Really appreciate all the time he gave us. He didn't have to do that. So birth- He is a member of the media now, though. He is. He yep. denied it, but he is. Your birthday's tomorrow. It is. What are in the? What do you have planned? Uh, I'm working both of my jobs. Killer. Um, the fam's coming down, though, for dinner during my break. Where? We're going to Tribute Pizza Ooh, in nice. North Park. I hear it's great near, things. near work. I believe Carlos Quentin is one of the owners slash investors at Tribute Pizza. I've heard great things very about good. that place. It's very good. I have not had Been it. Been there yet. a couple times. Outstanding. And it's close. <laughs> Here comes the FCC plug hole please. Shout out to Tribute Pizza. I already have a reservation. I'm good. Okay. Good to go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's the plan now. All right. Gifts? No. No gifts. Please, no. I already gave in, you a in gift. In lieu of gifts. Why didn't you tell me that? Because I already got you in a gift. In lieu of gifts, make a generous donation to the World Wildlife Federation. I don't know. <laughs> don't, you don't need The human me. fund. Yeah. Don't need to give me anything. I already gave you something. Send Polly something if you want. But I already gave you something. I appreciate Why it. Why would you I tell me it. no gifts after I've already bought you? Well, hey, just for the record, everybody else, most people, no gifts. Most people don't expect their birthday gift a month and a half before their birthday and have I, to announce. That is fair. By the way, in my in a month and a half when it's my birthday, you don't need to get me anything. All right, so then for next year's birthday, no, no gifts. gifts. No gifts. That's BS. I'm going to get you something anyway. I like to get him something because it forces him to get me something. See, now that's, and that's and, the and interesting the only reason part. I don't want you to get me anything <laughs> I don't have to get you anything. It's fun to watch him stress about what to get me. So that's interesting to me. But I did get you something. Yeah, I love this. Chris Cornell. And now Um, we're in this now endless loop of having to give gifts back. What are you going to get me for Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for Christmas. I'm so excited. Uh, I got Taylor's birthday this weekend. He's going to be two years old. So I got my folks coming in tomorrow. So after the show, got a jam, pick them up. Get them all dialed in, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. A two-year-old and a four-year-old. Oh, yeah, almost five. Wow. 
hell on earth is what it is. It is pretty nightmarish. It's a combination of ages <laughs> right there. Nightmare before got. Christmas. All right, that's it for us today. Good show. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Eno Saris uh, will be with us for some smart baseball. For executive producer Paul Reindel, for Stephen Woods, oh, I'm Ben me. Higgins. Coach John Cantera, Braden coming up next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fam.